Hey everyone, welcome back to 5 Minute Fan. I'm Ash Cavanaugh. Uh, it's been a great last couple days because I'm finally back at Carolina, ready to start work because the ACC announced their fall sports plan early last week. So for men's and women's soccer, as well as field hockey, they'll be playing six conference games total with volleyball playing 10 conference games. As for the football season, each school will be playing 10 conference games, five home and five away. They're also allowing room in the schedule for one non-conference game as long as it's played in their home state. The conference will not be split into two divisions this season, and the two teams with the highest overall win percentages will play in the championship. One major addition to the ACC lineup this year is Notre Dame. So people are kind of pissed because they usually play as an independent football schedule, but are members of the ACC for all other sports. Due to the pandemic, the ACC decided to help them out. So all TV revenue from the season will be split equally between the 15 schools, including the revenue from Notre Dame's $15 million contract with NBC. If that contract money wasn't a part of it, a lot of people think that the ACC would not have let Notre Dame do this this year. The SEC announced that they will play a conference-only schedule, so they're set to play 10 games as well, but starting on September 26th. This was announced after the ACC made their decision. So what sucks about this is that the SEC didn't follow the ACC's lead for the in-state non-conference game. So this eliminated the opportunity for four major rivalry games between the ACC and the SEC. So Georgia versus Georgia Tech, Louisville versus Kentucky, Clemson versus South Carolina, and Florida versus Florida State will now not be played because of the SEC. Going conference only saves the SEC millions of dollars. As I've talked about before, schools in the SEC were slated to play quite a few guarantee games. So a clause in these contracts stating that a change in league scheduling format could free them from their responsibility to play these games. So the players in the Pac-12, which is a Division I athletic conference made up of large schools located on the West Coast, are taking a historic step in trying to advocate for themselves. Hundreds of athletes in this conference have united to opt out of fall camp and game participation unless a list of steps were taken. High priority for the student-athletes are their health and safety during the pandemic, as well as positions on social justice and player compensation. I'll definitely link the letter to the Instagram and Twitter because I think it's definitely worth a read, and I would follow along the story in the upcoming weeks. Also in college football news, a Virginia Tech football player, Caleb Farley, who is a projected first-round NFL draft pick, has opted out of the upcoming football season. With NFL players opting out of their season, he feels uncomfortable playing at the collegiate level this year. He plans to spend the next year preparing for the NFL draft. So his decision is pretty important because it could influence others to do the same. The NFL plans to push up the opt-out deadline for their season to early this week. As of now, 38 players have opted out of the season. Players considered at high risk for COVID-19 will be compensated $350,000 in an accrued NFL season, while players without risk that opt out will receive $150,000. These payments will be made only if NFL games are played this year. The MLB started last Thursday and became pretty much a shit show pretty quickly. There have been 12 postponement of games affecting eight teams in the last week. The Miami Marlins started a kind of crazy chain of events. They played the Phillies last Sunday when four members of their team tested positive. So after that, as a precautionary measure, the Phillies postponed their game against the Yankees and the Marlins quarantined in Philly. So they had to push their home opener with the Orioles. So because of this, the Yankees ended up playing a series with the Orioles instead. So the Phillies then went on to cancel their weekend series against the Blue Jays because members of the coaching staff and the clubhouse staff tested positive, but none of their players on their team have as of right now.
So then that forced the Blue Jays to stay in Washington and work out at the Nationals facility where they just played until the MLB tells them where to go. Since they're basically still homeless because they can't go back into Canada and their field in Buffalo isn't ready yet. The Cardinals and the Brewers postponed their weekend series after six players on the Cardinals tested positive. The Cardinals are the first team outside of the Northeast that had any positive tests. Commissioner Manfred doesn't consider it to be a nightmare situation as of right now, but there is a point at which play cannot continue, and hopefully we don't get to that. The Premier Lacrosse League finished up their group stage of play yesterday. The seven teams each played four games over the last nine days. These games were randomly matched up and determined the seeding for the single elimination round that starts tomorrow. The Whip Snakes, last year's champions, are currently leading in points. They're the only team that went undefeated in the group play. I may be biased, but that obviously makes sense because there's 13 Terps on that roster. There will be three games tomorrow, two semifinals on Thursday, and the championship on Sunday. As always, thanks again for tuning in. Please like the podcast, subscribe, share it with your friends, follow on Instagram, all that, and I will talk to you next week. We'll